Welcome back, everybody, to another Whisker Fishing 208 podcast, and I have my buddy Ryan Lewis here, um, former California native, moving to Idaho, um, living that Idaho life. Um, Ryan, tell the people how you're doing and how's Idaho treating you. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, Idaho, it's uh, it's an experience. I, I moved here in December, so definitely uh, getting into the winter here, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's new. So um driving the snow new everything like that so it's it's cool i can't wait for spring but yeah 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 Yeah, so we'll just kind of get into it here man so i know you're a big hunter um i mean i've known you and your brother for god god knows how long i don't really know it's been years and uh, i know you're a big hunter and you uh you did a lot of hunting in california and you know you're transferring that up into idaho so kind of just uh go into uh how hunting was for you as a kid and what your first experience was okay so um kind of hunting for me was i was late to the game um i didn't really start hunting until i was like 15 16. Mm-hmm. um it all started with the dog i'd say yeah. um, dad got our black lab wyatt and uh good dog started the, uh, started the hunting craze for me and, and hunting just pheasant planted pheasant in, in a field you know, um, and then that evolved into, you know, going out on duck hunts, going out and, uh, getting, a getting my mule deer buck this, uh, last, uh, last fall. Yep. And, uh, just, yeah. So like I said, it started late for me, um, and just, it, it developed into something I'm very passionate about and, yeah. uh, something I love to talk about obviously. Oh, yeah. And, yes, and, sir. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. just something, something I love. Yeah, dude. I'm glad to have you on. So yeah. Um, kind of going into your, like your first experience. So, uh, back in California, you guys did a lot of, uh, bird hunting. It seemed like, cause you guys had those, those dogs equipped, you know, and, uh, ready to get after them at a young age. And I know you guys, uh, trained a few dogs. I know you have, uh, still your, your lab with you, right? Yeah. Correct. And, um, your healer, obviously <laughs> my girlfriend's <laughs> Yeah. Your girlfriend's healer. Yep. Um, so yeah, just kind of go into the, the duck hunting side of, uh, California and how that was, you yeah. know, with, with the public land, um, the public land hunting and, uh, how that kind of shaped into moving up here and getting into the hunting up here. So, yeah. Like, so like, like you said, um, big, I would say I'm a duck hunter more than anything. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say, Oh, I'm the best duck hunter out here. I'm the most experienced cause I'm not, but, um, definitely I've got a passion for it. It's something I love to do. Um, dogs are great. You know, I'm not a dog trainer, uh, at all, but it's, I think it's all on the breeding and all and what kind of dog you get. Sure. But, yeah. Like my, my dad and I, when we first started training our first dog, uh, Wyatt black lab, we had no idea what the heck we were doing. And, and luckily we had a good mentor to help us like kind of steer that dog in the right direction. Into it. Yeah, exactly. And that directed, and that led into, uh, our second lab, uh, uh, doc, uh, my yellow doc. lab. Yes. And, uh, he, uh, yeah, I would be lying to say he's a bird dog. He's, he's been out once. So I'm not very good, uh, uh, bird dog dad, but, um, he's, he's a good boy, uh, nonetheless, but yeah, uh, duck hunting for me in California, you know, it, it's cool. Um, it's a knockout drag out kind of deal, you know, um, yep. I, especially, rugby, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I, I've hunted private land a couple times, but nothing mm. you know, too consistent. So, yep. Um, definitely jealous of all those private, private, uh, pond guys that, you know, get to blast ducks, uh, whenever they want, you know, um, how the California refuge system works is, uh, you go hunting Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you pretty much at the beginning of the season, you put in the lottery, like a, a bunch of draws for different refuges. And, uh, you, you put those in at the beginning of the season and throughout the season, 10 days before the draw date, you'll, you'll know if you get to go hunting or not. 
Sure. So um, I would mainly put in for like the Sacramento area. Um, uh, further south, I'd go is Los Panos. Um, so basically, I'd be hanging out in those two areas. Uh, if I got a draw, then it was game on. You know, I call a couple of buddies. Hey, who who wants to go? Yep. And we uh, pack up, um, pack up the decoys, pack up the dog, um, load the shotguns, and 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 head on out. Um, and then uh, if you don't have a reservation, doesn't mean you can't hunt. But you're sitting in something called the sweat line, and uh, I'm not a fan of the sweat line. I like to have you know, if I'm driving all that way, I want to I want to be able to guarantee a, a blind and stuff. So yeah, you want to have some uh, room. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's awesome, man. Awesome to hear. Um, I'm not a huge hunter. I've never really gone hunting. Uh, I mean, I've shot um, a few times uh, mm -hmm. over the years and it's a good time. I want to get into hunting, you know, especially being in the state where it's just really known for, you know, being a really big hunting state um, up here in Idaho. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in California, I kind of just want to uh, get a better understanding of like the limit. So how many ducks are you allowed to uh you know, kill and keep, um, between you and maybe a few of your buddies, or if it was just you and your dad, or, you know, mm -hmm. if you can kind of go into that, that'd be great. So it's a seven, <clears throat> seven duck limit for, uh, per man. So, um, that's a mixed bag, you know, you can shoot seven of any kind of different duck. There are some restrictions on what kind of water, how you can, uh, limit like a, a pintail, sure. um, is a, uh, is, is a one duck per man. So, um, if you shoot more than one, that's, that's a hefty fine right there. So yeah, be real careful. Um, especially if you have one in the bag. So, um, seven, seven duck limit and some ducks are more, you know, there's something called a coot, which is a, a black duck. It's a nuisance duck. It's not very good eating. Um, right. you can shoot 25 of them a day. Uh, cool. so, I, so that has a lot. There's some ducks that you can shoot a lot of, and that's one of them. So, um, very cool. Seven man, seven uh, duck limit per man. So if you shoot a if you shoot a limit in the California refuge, you're you're doing damn good. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, definitely. Um, kind of just uh, still kind of get into a little bit in the California hunting. What what type of uh, gun are you using to get after these ducks? Is it a twenty two, a twelve, or is it kind of just you know preference? Um, I know some guys will go twelve. I know some guys will go twenty two buckshot. You know all that type of stuff. And you know I'm not too experienced on um, what type of different shot and gun like that you yeah. use for these type of ducks. So I kind of just want to you know uh, ask you and see what you what. what you, you use and what your buddies use and all that good stuff. So typically, you know what, so what I use, I use a, I use a 12 gauge. Um, that's pretty standard throughout yep. most hunters, um, for, for, for birds. So, uh, I use 12 gauge, uh, when I'm duck hunting, I use a three inch Kent fast steel, uh, three shot. Um, I, I have nothing but bad things to say about that, that, uh, that round. It's, it's, uh, it's, it puts them down for me. So, um, I, I recommend that, but you know, there's, there's guys that run all different kinds of stuff, you know, yeah. um, 20 gauge, 12 gauge, um, just all around the board. It's, it's really personal preference at, at that point. And kind of uh, a lot of guys, what's the cheapest you can get, you know, what's the yeah. cheapest shot you can get. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, I, I tend to be kind of a gear junkie. I like having, you know, certain things the right way. And I, I have confidence in it. You know, um, if I'm out there with, uh, with not the most reliable gun and not the most reliable ammo, I'm going to feel a lot different than I am with my, you know, with the gear I've got assembled and, and that, that I like to use. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I know, I know, um, in Idaho and other places, there has been like ammo shortages over the, over the years. And, um, I kind of just want to 
a no like do you like stock up on ammo like weeks in before you know weeks beforehand before you go hunting or is it months before and you kind of just you know have it ready to go every time you go or you you know maybe have to make a quick trip down to a local gun store to get some or and you know how does that look for you um i always like to buy a case um if especially if i know i'm hunting heavily that season i'll, I'll buy a case of uh, ammo um and that and that will get me if i shoot half a case i'm, I'm a terrible shot and i shouldn't be hunting anymore but um, if I shoot half a case of ammo, um, that's, that's a, that's a lot for me. So, um, granted I'm not out there every day. I'm not out there every week, you know, yeah. I'm out there when I can, but, um, two, three, four times a season, if I can get lucky enough to get a draw, I'll, I'll probably go through about half a case, which yeah. is like five boxes of ammo, nice. uh, five boxes of 25. So cool. I always have a little extra just in case, but, um, yeah, I always want to be prepared. When you buy it in the case, it's the cheapest. So yeah. um, that's what I usually go with. Sweet. Yeah. You know, you always want to be prepared no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, before we kind of get into the fishing side, I kind of want to just ask, you know, I know that California is a, obviously a pretty busy state. There's a lot of people, um, you know, overrunning and there's, you know, the, the population is growing. So how does that kind of look into the hunting side, especially when you're out on public land like that? And, you know, especially out in the Sacramento area and that out in those refugees, yeah. you know, are mm -hmm. you, are you like, neck and neck with a lot of people or is it kind of like you got you got some room to work with or you know how does that look um, there's there's a lot of competition when it comes to um california hunting you know uh, especially at these refuges it's it's all the same you know guys like me uh don't have access to you know private land all the time um they're coming out they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be just as hungry to get the best blind that you are right so luckily with that lottery system it's draw numbers right so you get a letter in the mail okay you're you're getting number six that day so you get the six pick of what blind you want um so that kind of helps mediate a little bit but um there's some refuges um more old school that it's first come first serve as soon as those gates open you're rushing to the best spot yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they get a little cutthroat sometimes. So yeah, definitely. Uh, you got to be careful with that. And, and yeah. it's the same thing. Um, public hunting from what I hear around here is like mm -hmm. there's certain spots that if you don't get there early enough, you're, you're, you're going to be uh, in on someone's hunt. And that's, that's exactly definitely something you want to avoid. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't want to have any, you know, conflict out there. Um, I feel like the same thing goes for, uh, fishing as well. I mean, I've been fishing yeah. here for, you know, three and a half years. It's basically all I do. And, you know, I, I, I know my spots and I know, you know, where I need to be at and what time I need to be out there. And then, you know, I, I'll show up to a, you know, a spot and if there's people there, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting into any conflict. It's not worth yeah. it to me. Um, but yeah, you know, you always want to, you know, be prepared and, and it's good that they have that lottery system and, you know, you, you kind of get the pick of the litter if you, you know, you do hit a good lottery and you, you get a good pick on one of those blinds. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the interview before I had before, you know, the one with you, uh, that we're having right now, um, I talked to Isaac who's out in Texas right now mm -hmm. and he is on a exotic ranch and he's doing a lot of private land hunting, okay. um, which is pretty cool. And he kind of explained to me, uh, how that goes down and that most of Texas is about, you know, mostly private land. He's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, we'll have public land, but it's really nice because you know, you're not getting a lot of these hunters out there just overrunning these spots. I mean, like you yeah. gotta either have permission, you got, you gotta, you know, sign some waivers and, you know, schedule a, a time to come out there and hunt on these exotic ranches and these private land, um, areas. So it's kind of cool to kind of decipher and see how a lot of these States with more public land go about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's super cool. Um, I, I, you know, I would, 
I've shot a few shotguns in, in my time and I'm like, man, this would be cool to kind of go out and get after some ducks. Um, well, we if you, line, buddy. yeah, dude, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get after it. I, I gotta, uh, go down to the DMV and get some stuff changed, um, here soon. So I, I'm able to, uh, carry and then get my hunting license. Um, oh, there you go. So we'll definitely have to get after it. Um, yeah. So kind of just transitioning here a little bit, kind of from the hunting to the fishing side. I know you do yeah. a lot of fishing as well uh, in California, and hopefully you'll be doing some here up here because oh, yeah. it's it's some of the best in the country. You know, I I mean you can target pretty much any species you want up here. So it's, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty dope. Minus the salt water, but mm-hmm. you know it is what it is. So yeah, uh, kind of just go into your first experience fishing, uh, what species you might've targeted, where you might've went all, and all that good stuff, gear and, um, you know, bait and, you know, preference of spots and, yeah. and all that good stuff. If you want to get into that, that'd be yeah. great. So, uh, my first experience fishing was in Nash, uh, Lassen national forest, uh, Hat Creek. Yep. Um, it's, it's a pretty popular Creek for trout fishermen. Um, that's where I caught my first fish. That's where my brother caught his first. I think my brother, I don't know. But uh, definitely a special, <laughs> special place in my heart. Definitely. Um, yes. It's, uh, it, it's, I, I've been going there for so many years and, you know, mm-hmm. the best, the best trout fishing, you know, I, I, I love it. Um, but yeah, eight years old going to Hat Creek, you know, hanging out with dad and my uncles and, you know, a bunch of other, their buddies, you know, and just having a good time. Yeah, and that's like, that's, that's where I got my love for fishing is, you know, hanging out with, with all the guys, you know, getting it done and, and, and going, doing some fishing. And then yeah. when I got older, it turned into drinking and fishing. So, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, you it's know, goes hand, hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you ain't catching fish, you got to catch a buzz, you know what I'm exactly. saying? So, I mean, <laughs> it's it's going to be one of the two, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Hat Creek, I um have a little experience fishing up that way. Um actually in the Lassen National Forest, it's about an hour north of Chico in um Chester. Mm-hmm. If you know where Chester's at, it's on it's it's the the specific spot is called Deer Creek. And I don't know if it's north or south of Hat Creek area, but I know it's kind of in that 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 same uh mm-hmm. range. Um <clears throat> but you know, I grew up also doing a lot of trout fishing and um and going up, to, you know, to the Lassen National Forest and hitting those those smaller creeks. Um my dad ended up going to Chico state at some point and he, he had a, a lot of experience and a lot of stories of fishing up there for, for steelhead and um, you know, those stocked rainbow trout up in those yep. creeks and, and some even native, you know, some of those native German Browns, he said he got on and it's pretty cool hearing those stories, you know, and then also, you know, you experiencing as a kid, I remember being, you know, seven, eight years old as well, being up there and it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's a great experience being around, you know, adults and you're just like, you're on top of the world. You're like, Oh man, you know, I'm around the big boys today and you know, hopefully I can get on some fish. Exactly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, like I said before, you know, those, those first experiences, that's what kind of gets you hooked. And that's yeah. what, you know, got me hooked on fishing is, you know, going out when I was, you know, four or five years old to you, just the local lakes, you know, shadow cliffs, Delval, yep. um, lost Vicaros with my dad and just, you know, getting after it, you know, trout fishing, you know, right at, right at, uh, dawn, you know, as soon as the sun comes up, you know, we're out there. So, uh, yeah. Um, if you want, just kind of go into maybe some, um, more experiences as you got older. Um, yeah. did you fish any of the reservoirs in the area in the, you know, the Bay area as you were, you know, yeah. still in California before you moved up to Idaho? If you want to get into that, that'd be great as well. Yeah. Like, like you said, just fishing the local fisheries around us, you know, Shadow Cliffs, Los Vaqueros, um, Lake Dalval, you know, 
all those different fisheries. You're 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 snagging striper, uh, the delta, you know, um, California delta. Yep. Um, fishing all that area, you know, it's uh, getting into you know my older years, actually buying my own gear and going out and, and doing my own thing. You know, start start targeting bass heavily. Yeah. Uh, largemouth, you know, uh, striper out of the Delta, striper out of uh, Vaqueros, yep. um, uh, uh, Lake Don Pedro, um, Don Lake Pedro. Miller, all, all those lakes, you know, great oh, yeah. fishing um, uh, through the through the uh, reservoir system here in Cal- in uh, California, and uh, that's that's something I cherish. You know, uh, there's a lot of things wrong with that state, but yep. um, once you start getting out of the bigger cities and start getting into you know the more of the the countryside and and the, and the forests and stuff. That's where, you know, that's where California is really at. And, um, I'm just thankful I got to, you know, fish, fish there for the time I did. Um, but yeah, just, you know, um, some of the best fishing trips were, were, you know, up in Lassen, you know, it's camping, hanging out, catching trout, you know, it's fun. And, um, like you're saying, those native fish, man, it's special when you get one. Oh yeah. You know, I caught a native brown once it was about this big, but I mean, still I, I, I got, I could say I got one, you know, Yeah, and it's, it's always a great, not memory, a brown, you know? uh, brook, uh, native brook trout. So, yeah, dude. um, it, 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 it's awesome. You know, it's like, wow, this <laughs> fish got to be that size and they don't, you know, especially there, you know, you got so much predation, so many predators there that, yeah. you know, it, it's hard for these native fish to get to the size they need to be to start, um, helping the population out. So, um, it's cool. It's cool. Um, but yeah, it's, Definitely going to be exciting getting into the spring up here. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of um, friends up here now that have told me, uh, hey, get ready, buddy. Get your lines tight because uh, it's on as soon as spring. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot of spots to show me. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, and, and you know, I live in Twin Falls, so I'm right on the Snake River. Um, That's where I'm at all the yeah, time. Exactly. Right on the yep. snake. So um just from what I've heard from, from a bunch of anglers I work with and, you know, buddies I made up here is, you know, sturgeon, smallmouth, largemouth, trout, uh, pretty much whatever you want to target it's here. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said before, you know, a lot of people, um, uh, you know, they think California and, you know, they think overrun and all this, you know, this, all this other BS and, um, but, you know, we got forest, we got, you know, we got reservoirs, we got good fishing up there, you know, you yeah. kind of just have to find it. And then, you know, transitioning from going in there and to here was kind of a, you know, a difficult thing for me, um, just kind of finding the spots where to fish. And, you know, we yeah. got the Boise river r- running right through town and, you know, I've had a lot of good luck catching some, um, really good, uh, brown trout and rainbows, um, out of this, you know, the stretch of the rivers that I've been at and it, it's been awesome. And I, you know, I spent a lot of my time also, uh, springtime when it starts warming up out on the, out on the uh, snake river, you know, I have a bunch of different spots. Um, I've also been out towards twin falls before to do a little bit of bow fishing out on that, uh, out on that stretch of the snake. So, you know, you're going after those invasive carp and I mean, you're out on the, you know, a little, a little bass boat and it, it, it's pretty fun. It, it's really hard, but, um, yeah. it's pretty rewarding when you get one of them. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to fish. Um, uh, my, you know, my main fishing up here has been catfish, uh, mm-hmm. trout and bass. You know, we have some of the best smallmouth ba- uh, fishing in yeah. the country. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, 
the large mouth is a little bit more hard to come by. You just kind of have to get to those, you know, those, those, those neighborhood pockets, ponds yeah. and those pockets. But, yeah. um, I've gotten on a lot of good small mouth and I'm actually, you know, I've just got my gear to start uh, sturgeon fishing. So I think I'm going oh, out to go. Saturday to get after some sturgeon. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's a wonderful place up here. I mean, it's, it's yeah. an outdoorsman paradise. So, I mean, yeah. I, you can't no, get any better and it's just, a, a fantastic time now um, Cody, let me ask you something if yeah when you moved up here did you have someone that kind of mentored you on like what spots to go to did you make a buddy i was like hey let me show you these spots or, or was it kind of you branched out and you found them on your own so when i first moved up here i didn't know much about the fishing and kind of you know who knows what and where to go and what to target and you know kind of what to use. So I, I did kind of a mixture. Um, my first probably year up here, I kind of just did my traditional, you know, what I used in California, I'm going to use up here and see if it works. And most of the time it did work out for me, but you know, the fishing up here is a little bit different. Um, you know, the fish up here, they, you know, the trout catfish, they definitely like there are certain baits and there are certain stuff that I stick to and certain gear that I use. Um, but over time, as I kind of, you know, got more experienced on the Boise and the Snake River and some of these local ponds and uh, lakes in the area. I kind of just um, reached out to some people that I know have been up here their whole life. And I'm just like, well, what do you use? You know, what what are you targeting? What bait are you using? What type of rigs are you, you going after? And if you can tell me some spots, that'd be great. I'm not much of a, a guy to ask somebody else like, oh, where are you specifically fishing? Like I need a pinpoint on Google Maps, yeah. you know, like just tell me the stretch of river and I'll find the fish. And that's kind of kind of thing I, I took with and, and, and ran with it. Um, just this kind of past summer, I, uh, started posting a lot of content on, uh, TikTok for my, um, for my account, Whisker Fishing 208. And then I also, uh, was posting YouTube shorts on, um, YouTube for my account and those were doing pretty well. And I started gaining some traction. Um, I was able to reach my thousand follower goal on TikTok, which, you know, a lot. Yeah. I appreciate it, dude. Um, a lot of dedication. I mean, I was out on the snake river probably four or five times a week. You know, I would be getting off of work and I'd pack up all my gear and I would go out to the spots and I'd be out there till three or four in the morning, you know, um, not, mostly by myself, you know, I definitely had some buddies like Sean and, um, uh, a few other, um, few other friends, Anthony, my brother and, uh, Sean's buddies, Alan and Scott, who, uh, was also excited to get on the fishing out here. So, but, um, as far as, you know, mentors go, I wouldn't say I really had any mentors. I kind of just reached out to some guys for some advice and most of the people are really nice up here and were willing to, you know, um, give me some tips and, you know, some just general advice on like, you know, where to target and, and how to get after these fish. And it's been, um, quite the journey so far. And now I'm kind of, you know, at a stage where I'm comfortable and I know, I know, you know, what to use and how to get after these fish. And it's been actually just, you know, it's just been great. So, um, yeah, just not too many mentors. I, I met some, I met some dudes on TikTok. I, I went out with, uh, one guy. Um, <clears throat> I went out, uh, out with one dude and we went after some, uh, flatheads, which is 
kind of the the hidden gem fish up here not a lot of people know um about the catfishing up here you know they think snake river and they're like oh there's you know there's trout and there's you know trophy sized trout like where down where you're at in twin falls it's it's yeah. probably the best trout fishing in the country you got you got fly fishermen and all sorts of anglers coming out from you know anywhere in the country coming out and trying to get on those fish so it's a, it's definitely a special area but yeah i wouldn't say i had any mentors i kind of just had to do it on my own and uh stuck with it. And here I am, you know, um, about to get after a new species sturgeon, you know, it's some of the, um, definitely the more world renowned fish, um, especially on the snake river in the Columbia. Um, and, um, excited to get on those. They're really big and powerful fish. There's a lot of regulations that go into, um, fishing for these, these type of fish, you know, you can't, you got to go barbless hooks. Um, you got to have, you know, your, your big, heavy, heavy rod, big, heavy, heavy reel, you know, you got to have the, the, the right gear to go after these fish or they'll just break you off almost immediately. I mean, you're, you're, fishing, you're fishing for a dinosaur. You really yeah, are. Seriously. You're doing that. Yeah, exactly. You know, prehistoric fish. I mean, they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years and, um, they've inhabited and, and been around in the snake river and the Columbia for forever. And yep. you, you know, a lot of the anglers I talk to you, man, they, they, they get after the sturgeon up here. Um, and I, you know, I asked for some advice and they were willing to give me a, a good amount of advice. And I think I'm ready to get after these fish, but you are you going to be shore fishing them? Yeah, I'll be bank fishing. Um, uh, just, you know, uh, kind of going out to Swan Falls dam. It's a pretty, uh, popular stretch of the snake river up here. It's, it, it's, it's got some really big sturgeon. It's just kind of a busier area and a busier yeah. stretch of river. You got a lot of people. So you kind of just have to kind of, you know, walk and find your own spot and, you know, you find those deep holes and those fish will be there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just all about, you know, using the right fit, uh, the right bait and the right tackle yeah. and, uh, following all the regulations, you know, you, you got to have barbless hooks. Like I said, you got to have, uh, a, a, you know, a break off line to your weight so you can have mm-hmm. a snap swivel down to, you know, a bead and then your swivel, you know, leader line hook, but you have to have, uh, you know, your main, your line that you have attached to that swivel has to be, um, lower than your main line, just because if it does break off, you know, you're not getting that entire rig wrapped around those sturgeon. And then, you know, weeks later they, they float above and are dead or some other person catches them and they got a whole bunch of tackle in, in themselves. So, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a challenge, and I'm you know I'm I'm that's the the biggest thing this year is challenging myself with new fishing and uh, sturgeon fishing's some of the you know the biggest fish you can catch. I mean they get up to six seven hundred pounds. It's just yeah. it's just pretty insane. So I'm I'm pretty excited to get after it. Now, what kind of what kind of gear are you thinking to be running for that? Yeah, so um, a lot of do a lot of dudes up here that fish for sturgeon have been fishing for sturgeon their entire life. You know, there's uh, at least three or four dudes that I've talked to and they all have preference of rods and, um, specific gear they use. Um, a lot of dudes. What was that? Duck hunting certain gear for certain people. Like it's what you, yeah, exactly. It's really all preference. Um, the biggest thing that they say is you got to have the right line, Mm -hmm. not so much having the right reel or the, the, the right rod, um, obviously that helps and obviously you don't want to break a rod or break a reel. Um, but you, you gotta have the right line. A lot of these guys will run, um, mad cat rods. Um, they'll run anvil rods. They'll run, uh, TFRs, which are toughest freaking rods. That's, that's what they're called. Kind of a badass name. If you, if, uh, in my opinion, and 
but uh, a lot of the guys will use ugly sticks. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, your generic fishing brand. It's, it's, it's a brand that I grew up on. It's a brand that I, you know, a lot of my rods, most of my rods are ugly sticks. I mean, they, three or four. Yep. Yeah. You know, they don't break. They're super reliable. And basically what I'm going to be running for now is um, I have a 12 foot big water ugly stick. Okay. And I have a, a Dawa B, a BG 8000, which is a um, basically a saltwater reel. Yeah. That's um, a big reel. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm going to be running You're basically probably, running a saltwater rig. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, you yeah. know, sturgeon are also saltwater fish. You can catch them in the Bay area, you know, in the Bay in San Francisco and, um, and, the, and also in the Delta and the Sacramento yep. river and all those, uh, stretches of water. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really about having the right, right gear. I mean, I'm running probably over a hundred pound braid and it's going to oh, be wow. probably, you know, about 300 yards of it because these fish will, They'll they run will take you. you, they will run on you. They'll take mm -hmm. that bait. And when you set the hook, you got to be ready. Yeah. You know, they grab that bait and they're taken off for the hills. Now, you, and, now are they saying to run a leader? <clears throat> you run a mono leader or are you just going straight braid to hook? So you basically, what I'm going to be running is I'm going to have obviously the hundred pound braid is my main line. And that's going to be spooled up to about 300 to 330 yards. Um, and then I'm basically going to be running a, um, basically a clip my break off uh break off line to probably a 10 either a 10 pound cannonball sinker or a pyramid sinker um a lot of people prefer the pyramid because they really sink into that sand and they don't move as well move as much in that current because when you're fishing for, fishing for sturgeon up here you know you're hitting those big big pockets of water and i mean some of those holes can get to 80 to 100 feet deep and the the, the current is ripping and sometimes that 10 ounce weight is just bouncing so it's really all about preference but i think i'm going to be running a pyramid weight and basically you know you have that break off line so it's probably going to be about 25 to 30 pound test and okay. you tie your, you tie, you know, a knot to the actual, you know, the swivel clip. And then you have your, you know, your line down, tie it to the, uh, the pyramid sinker. And then basically what I'm going to do is probably have two good size beads mm -hmm. that when basically what happens is, is when that, that, that clip comes down, it's going to keep hitting that bead and hitting that bead and it's going to protect the knot. So the knot to the, then you have, you know, your heavy duty swivel, which is obviously basically what's going to be your, your entire setup right there, yep. you know, and that, that those beads just, you know, it really helps with that, that, um, resilience to that, that weight just coming down and hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. And then you have that, the, the big heavy duty swivel. I'll probably be running about probably 80 pound, probably 80 pound mono yeah 80 pound mono leader to a big gamagatsu probably a dot um yeah. a dot uh hook and then for bait i mean it's you can use there is so much different bait you can use oh, yeah. um a lot of people will use fresh trout so they'll get big old trout heads mm -hmm. um and they'll just hook it straight through the mouth and hook it that hook it out there some guys will use cut herring because herring's really popular on the columbia and the snake river um yeah. And then there's also a thing called sturgeon candy, which I believe is like pickled. Um, I think it's pickled squid. If mm. I'm, if I'm, I don't know if I'm hundred percent correct on that, but I believe it's pickled squid. And, um, basically, you know, you just huck out there and wait, it's just like any other bottom rig fishing, you know, just like catfish or if you're fishing for trout in a lake, you know, you just wait. But you know, the difference is, is when they, 
they take that bait and you set that hook, I mean, you could be fighting this fish. If you catch yeah. a good one, if you catch like a seven or above footer, I mean, you're, you're fighting this fish for a few hours um, oh, yeah. and, and they have no tire in them. They just keep on going and keep on going. I've seen, I've seen pictures of guys that have been under weight, you know, under, under uh weight, like hooks or whatever. And they're straightening hooks on these guys. Like it's oh, yeah. crazy. Like two, three out hooks. I mean, that's kind of undersized for what, you know, monsters you could get, but like, freaking three-aught hook getting straightened out that's crazy <laughs> yeah i mean they're extremely powerful fish yeah. i mean you know once they grab that bait i mean they just they just take off and i mean if you're fishing a certain area where there's a ledge in the middle of the river <clears throat> if there's a ledge in the middle of the river a lot of times what i've heard is that these sturgeon will just stick themselves over this ledge and you just cannot get them out for mm. for hours i mean i watched a video of this guy he's like yeah this fish is on this ledge and it was like an eight foot sturgeon and he was just sitting there and basically what these guys try to do is you know they you know they reel up reel up and they try to turn these fish around so they start swimming towards them mm. and a lot of the time you're like man, when are, the, when are they going to get those fish in and they'll get them within, you know, 15 feet of shore. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they see you, they turn around and they, they take Run off again. Yeah. So they're just extremely powerful fish. And, um, I have no idea what to expect. All I know is that these guys are like, when you hook onto one of these big ones, just, just hang on for dear life and, you know, do what you always do and just let the fish, um, let the fish do it, you know, let the fish do what it wants. And, and, you know, when that line stops pulling, when that drag, you know, when that drag stops dragging, you know, start reeling and, yep. you know, you got to gain some ground on these fish. So it's definitely going to be an experience and, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready for it, but we'll see if I'm ready for it. All right. Well, uh, that's uh, good luck to you on that, man. Cause, uh, yeah. I think I'm going to stick with the trout for right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, uh, the trout fishing up here, like I said before, is just, it's, it's unbelievable. I just caught, my personal best trout on the Boise river. Um, it was like about four pounds, maybe five pounds. Um, and I, I, I was using shrimp. So mm -hmm. before coming up to Boise and even being here, I've never used shrimp for trout in my entire yeah. life. And I, I found this guy's YouTube account and he was just like in the winter times when it gets real cold, these fish just love that scent. So if mm -hmm. you can get some store-bought shrimp, you know, ball it up, put it on your, you know, your, your typical trout hook. I normally run six-aught hooks, um, <clears throat> six-aught eagle claws. Yeah. And you just float it down the river, you know, just your standard float technique. You know, you have a, a good size um, uh, little weight, you know, like that big and um, about 14 inches up the line. And you just float these deep pockets. And I was able to hook onto a big one. And I've lost a lot of big big fish while I've been up here, especially trout. And I was just like, I can't lose this one. And I was stoked. <laughs> you know, you get one of these bigger fish in and it's just, I'm shaking the entire time. It's on my TikTok, And I just, I, I was speechless. It was a, it was a hell of an experience. And I ended up meeting the guy that I, I found his YouTube account. I ended up meeting the guy on that, on the same stretch of river, um, well, about cool. a few weeks after. And I told him, and he took a video of the, uh, of my video on his little camcorder or GoPro or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was, it was really cool. And, um, it was a great experience. And like I said, dude, the fishing up here is just amazing, especially down where you're at, man. I mean, you can't get a better yeah, I'm, stretch I'm of the snake river. I'm excited. So yeah. I'm going to be hitting it hard this spring, any day off I get, um, in between, you know, I'm buying a house pretty soon here. So, Heck yeah. uh, any free time I get from that and, uh, you know, the, the home chores, I'm going to definitely be out there fishing. Yeah. Um, so, so let me ask you, okay noodling you know what noodling is oh yeah all right so do. 
would you take a noodling trip? Uh, 150,000%. Um, I honestly talk about it almost all the time with my buddies and they're like, Oh, you're fucking nuts. I mean, my preferred fishing is catfishing. Yeah. I've been catfishing my entire life. You know, uh, you know, out on the Delta with my dad when I was younger, him showing the same spots his dad showed him. And uh, I mean, I've I've caught you know those those flatheads uh, that you know them you know, those people are noodling for. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the fish that are specifically targeted for noodling just because yep. of the size of their mouth. You're able to get your you know your entire hand in there. And I've been I've been had my fair share of being bit by catfish and them their barbs getting into my skin and it doesn't feel good. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, what does it feel like? I mean, getting bit by catfish. It, I mean, it feels like somebody shut your hand in like a drawer. Like if I'm being honest, especially the little ones, the little ones will just clamp onto your hand and they won't let go. And then they just scrape the top of the, Uh, the layer skin. And it feels like sand grit paper just going on the top layer of your skin. And it's just brutal. But dude, noodling is definitely on my bucket list. Unfortunately, I don't. Not oh yeah, me. what's up? Uh, not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's not for everybody. Like me underwater for a prolonged period of time, it's not gonna happen. Like, yeah, I don't I, like that. I mean, it if and when I go, I'm definitely gonna be going out with some people that do this either all oh, the time, yeah. a guide, whatever it may be. Um, I know Isaac in Texas is like, I got some buddies out here that do noodling all the time. He's like, if you come out to my neck of the woods, like we'll definitely get on them. And I was just like, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm stoked. That'd be great. I mean, it's definitely nerve wracking. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I get nervous just taking a damn test for school. So, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to be being underwater, sticking my hand in a fucking hole. Yeah. Um, you can't see where you can't see, you know, and, and most of the time, you know, these guys are, you know, are you going to wear a glove? Or are you going to go bare hand? I was like, probably for my first time, I'll probably wear a glove just in case a snapping turtle or something else is down there. Yeah. But I'm but sure these guys, finger regardless, don't matter. yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know, before I even do it, I'm just like, you're going to go down there and you're going to tell me if there's a catfish in this hole. Cause I'm not going to just yeah. stick my hand in a, you know, I I've done some, you know, some yeehaw fucking, you know, redneck shit. I, mm-hmm. I, I will say that right now. And I've, you know, done some sketchy stuff while fishing, but this is just, you know, way past that. And it's just, yeah. it's an, it's an adrenaline rush. I mean, I might have to take a shot or two before I even get in the water, you know, just to calm <laughs> my nerves a little bit, but you know, when I'm ready to go and I'm like, well, I got no choice. I'm, you know, I'm here with these guys. I'm going to do it. So yeah, I definitely would love to take a noodling trip. It's definitely a ballsy thing and not a lot of people do it, but I'm definitely willing to do it. I talk about it all the time and I think it would be a hell of an experience. Well, Cody with the flow and, you know, just knowing you, I think you're, you're a noodling guy. So I think you should, you should take that bull by the horns and be that guy, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to do it. I'm going to try to uh, plan a trip out here in this in the summertime to go out to texas where um isaac is and i i mean on the first thing i'm going to be like he's like all right who who knows where to noodle because i i'm down for it let's yeah, let's get after watch it. out for alligators yeah gar yeah alligator gar water moccasins yep <laughs> yeah i went out to texas and i uh i remember we were I was in San Antonio and there's a, a thing, a stretch of the river. I don't remember what the river is called, but it was, it's called the chute. Mm-hmm. And basically it's like a man-made little slide that you can just go down and hit this patch of water where it just goes down. And supposedly a few years back at this place, a dude went underwater and got bit by like 70 water moccasin and like died instantly. I mean, and 
it was sketchy as hell. And I'm just like, oh, oh, I mean, are those still there? And the people who I was with, they're like, no, like uh, fishing game, um, you know, fishing wildlife. They're all different names across the U.S. They're like they went in and they basically got, you know, professional guys that, you know, dive underwater to go out and extract these, these, um, these snakes. And I guess they do uh, kind of a checkup every, every so often, a few times a year to make sure there's not any snakes down there. Um, but yeah, I mean the noodling, man, I, I, it's definitely got, it's, it's on my bucket list and I, I want yeah. to do it for sure. No, so. That'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. I, 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 <clears throat> like you would, you would like it and it'd become, you know, just part of you. It's, yeah. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent, dude. I mean, it's yeah. just like I said. I talk about it all the time, and I'm. And you can put in your bio, noodler. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, just another thing to add to the list. You get, and, uh, you get a win. Yeah, there you yeah, go. exactly. And it, it was kind of funny that you brought it up because I've just been talking about it nonstop, and I'm like, I got to do it. You know, I'm gonna do it. Um, um, but yeah, dude, kind of just kind of you know closing things out. Is there anything else that you want to touch up on, or you know, um, nothing really too crazy, man? Just you know, just being up in Idaho this like last month, I just got to meet some freaking awesome people, and you know, and everyone's super nice. Yeah, um, I got to meet a state trapper, which is which nice. is pretty cool. I got to talk to him for a little while, That's and epic. what he does is he kind of goes up, he goes up in a helicopter in a plane, and he takes out predators, so like coyotes wolves yeah. mountain lions a lot of them out here yeah so it, it it was cool to talk to him and kind of get his experiences and yeah, kind of definitely where he suggested you know um because I, I definitely want to get a wolf hunt under my belt yeah. um this next yeah. season coming up so i mean there's no season for wolves but yep. definitely when i'm out there i'll be on the lookout for him but yeah he's like uh kind of got me on the itch man uh, of you know getting into the predator hunting because he's like yeah, yeah man uh, the other day i shot a 210 pound wolf i'm yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's metal. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, dude. The the wolf hunting up here is, is pretty insane. You, you'll watch a lot of videos of some guys going up way up north and getting after some wolves. And you know, the mountain lion hunting up here is is if not the best in the country. I mean, you get probably the biggest mountain lions in the country in the state. I mean, mm-hmm. you you can go on Boone and Crockett, which is like a little hunting. Um, I think it's like a trophy service where people go in and they 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 uh, put in their their. Um, they're shot animals there. You know, it could be a bear, it could be a mountain lion, it could be whatever. And like, you know, the, one of the, the, the biggest ones is from Idaho and they do it yeah. by skull size. And I know some guys, I have a, a, a friend and her family, they're big, big hunters. And they, I have a video and I'll have to send it to you. And yes. it's literally my buddy and it's your, his younger brother, basically one of the ranchers up there. They live out in the middle of nowhere, out in Cary, which is about yep. actually just probably about an hour yeah. north of from where you yeah. are. Um, my best and, friend lives in Haley. It's right yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. Right there. And, and he literally went into a cave and he was face to face with a uh, hundred, I think he said 180 pound or, uh, or no, I think he's, no, I think he said it was like 200, 200 pound lion and he shot it and there's just a video of him and he's just like shaking. And then he turns yeah. the, the, the camera around and then there's a big old lion in this cave. So, yeah. Um, once it starts warming up here, man, I'll definitely have to come down to your neck of the woods and we'll oh, get yeah. some we'll, fishing we'll, going. We'll do a we'll do a podcast on the river. That'd be yes, fun. That, that'd be great too. We'll do a little a little live if I can, if I can go live. That'd be great. Um, yeah, but yeah, once it starts warming up here, man, I'll come down and we'll get after some fish. I know the sturgeon fishing down your way is, yeah. is huge. So if I got enough gear, dude, we'll get after it. Okay, I gotta I gotta let you know though, something fucked up happened. That um, so like you know how zebra mussels, what zebra mussels are? Yep. Right. Yep. So there's a certain kind of other muscle that I guess got into the lower part of the snake, um, past the falls. Um, yep. so what the, what the, 
department of whatever the hell decides to do what they did. Um, they put a bunch of chemicals at the falls and let it trickle down, killed everything. Surgeon, bass, trout. Yeah. Like they're all washed up to the shore. Yeah. So So you're definitely going to have to go up river then. Yeah. It's, it's a little fucked up right now, but, um, Hopefully it bounces back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out, man. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely yeah. have to let you know, and we'll plan a trip, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll drive down there, and we'll get after it. Down, dude, uh, yeah. But yeah, dude, I appreciate you being on, and you know, sharing your experiences with hunting and appreciate moving up it, here, man. and all the fishing and stuff. It's, it's been great. Yeah, when I saw you were doing this segment, dude, I was nothing but st- uh, static, dude. It's like uh, this is this is what you need to be doing, man. Interviewing yeah. interviewing people about hunting and fishing, and, and yep. you know doing a little bit yourself. So uh, yeah. I'm proud of you, dude. It's going to be an Appreciate awesome podcast. It, brother. It's going to be really an awesome, do. you know, TikTok YouTube series. So yeah, um, yeah, man. Nothing yeah. but good wishes to you. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, like always, it's it's been a blast, been a pleasure having you on, and uh, we'll definitely have to do it again. Down, man.